Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone, and welcome, or hopefully it's welcome back to USA Global TV and Radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck, and our show today is Aging Gracefully with Humor. And I think during the pandemic, we have seen, we have witnessed, personally experienced, heard about, know someone who is going through a situation where we have people in our family who are aging, and we're coming across all kinds of decisions that we never really thought about before. We didn't have a plan for the aging process. And that's what this show is all about. How can you age in place? How can you age gracefully with dignity and with humor? So joining me is my friend and colleague. She's the co-host of our show. Let's welcome Kathy Fulton. Hi, Kathy. Hey, good morning. So glad to be here. Nice to have you back again. Uh, for people who don't know, Kathy also co-hosts the show after this, What's Trending. And the show after that, she's one of our expert presenters on Talking Heads. And she's also a panelist on A Woman's Prerogative, which was on yesterday. So you can see all of our shows on many platforms, but we suggest going to her YouTube channel, USA Global TV. Wow, that was a mouthful, Kathy. I know. Um, but I tell you what, it is so much fun and it's very fulfilling. I love doing this work. Well, I really appreciate that. It's always great to see you and have a chat. And of course, you're also one of our certified elevated listeners, which means you listen at a higher level without judgment, without providing a solution, without interrupting and without stage hogging. So everyone should reach out to you and get to know you. And of course, when you're not on this platform, you actually have an entire life of things that you're doing. You have several businesses. Tell us more about you and your work, how you help other people. Well, one of the things that I do that um, really, um, I, I guess, preempted uh, this show or, you know, w with our discussions is I have a home care agency and it allows the elderly to age in place. So we send caregivers to the home and um, we'll be there either on an hourly basis or sometimes we even provide live-in care. And um, so I have been licensed since uh, 2013. And I started that business as a result of what happened to my mom. She had two strokes back to back and um, she needed care. And so I, I kind of learned uh, baptism by fire, what people need when they're in these situations. And so I just thought, you know what, I'm going to get licensed. I'm going to start my own business. I didn't purchase a franchise and here we are. It's uh, 2022 and we're still going strong. And so is my mom. She's uh, 91. Um, she's course, still has the cognitive impairment, but um, she's thriving. So, um, so that's, that's just a little bit about what I do. I could go on and on, but you know, we have a uh, really great guest here today. And so um, um, I, I, I'm looking forward to highlighting him and everything that he brings to this community. He, he does a lot. Thank you, Kathy. And also, before we bring out our guests, I just wanted to say I loved hearing yesterday on the show that you and your mom went for a manicure, pedicure. I think that is such a beautiful thing to do. And also, as we age, to know that we can still show up feeling good about ourselves, confident in how we look. Well, you know, um, so long story short, my mom, I moved her up from Texas to live with me so I could take care of her. And that was in 2014. And I had some criteria. I said, number one, we're not going to sit around in our sweatpants all day. Okay. You're going to get dressed. You're going to put your makeup on. You're going to, um, you know, wear a cute outfit. You're going to wear your jewelry. And, um, I mean, we're just going to keep going as, I mean, cause that, that was your norm. So we're not going to find a new normal, uh, because I, I just think that 
it's self-respect and and maintaining your dignity goes a long way. And um, so, yeah, we we keep the manicures, the pedicures. Um, I colored her hair this past weekend and it was a great color. It turned out wonderful. I never knew I would turn into a beautician. Um, I remember the first time that that I colored her hair as as I was putting on, you know, like the first row of colors. She's like, have you ever done this before? And I'm like, nope. And she's like, oh, no. But it turned out. So, um, so that's, that's been another one of my job descriptions, um, ever since. So there's nothing you can't do, Kathy. You amaze me. I love it. Oh, Kathy, oh, yes, <laughs> share a little bit about how you first encountered our guest today, who is the founder of positive aging, Steve Gurney. Tell us a little bit about that and then we'll bring him out. Well, so as I mentioned back in 2013, I started this business and, you know, just getting my feet wet, trying to get out there and make connections. Um, I was invited to a couple of his programs that were in downtown DC. And um, I just found him to be, um, I, I, I love it when people put on programs where you learn something new, where it's uh, very informative. And so, you know, after attending several of his programs, I, I just, uh, I've always been on his email list and um it's he actually puts out great stuff to read and um so i I just when we when we started all this i started compiling my list of people that i should reach out to and he was at the top of that list he's uh he's very kind person very engaging really cares about this community and like i said puts out great information so this is someone that you want to get plugged in with, uh, reach out to him and get to know. He's a nice guy. Thank you very much, Kathy. Okay. Without further ado, joining us from Washington, DC, it's Steve Gurney, founder of Positive Aging Community. Hi, wow. Steve. Uh, what an intro. I uh, hope I can live up to that, uh, <laughs> that and not let you down. So uh, great to be here and always love uh, talking about new and innovative ways of to look at this chapter of life that we refer to as aging, although aging starts on the delivery room table. Uh, you know, we, we use that term incorrectly, uh, but uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for having me. We're thrilled to have you here. And as I mentioned in the beginning, it's hard to find someone who isn't going through this experience. If we're still alive, we are going through the process. And yet we have people ahead of us in our families. We love them and they're going through change. We don't actually know what to do. And there's that dreaded fear about getting older. So how did you get involved with this area and why are you so passionate about it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, I, I want to compliment you on the title of your um, your program here. I, I think it's like aging gracefully with humor, focusing on the humor aspect, because um, at all stages in life, I think that we have to just have the ability to laugh at ourselves and look at the world through a um, with uh, with a wider point of view. Okay, but my own story, how I got involved in this was by accident. Like most people who stumble into this profession, it is is that uh, I was in college. My grandfather was in a nursing home, and I observed as a young man. Uh, all the different things that my family had to go through and the challenges of having my grandfather in a nursing home. And so when I graduated from school, I didn't have a very good job. And so I reflected on this experience that my family went through and um, I put together a guide. Uh, it looks a lot different than the one that I've got right now. But I put together a guide to help people in the same situation. I didn't think I was starting a business. I just wanted something on my resume so I'd get a, a better job. And much to my surprise, people loved it. And here I am 32 years later, um, still uh, publishing what is now the Positive Aging Sourcebook and running the Positive Aging Community, which is a community of older adults, families, and providers 
we all come together to share ideas, resources, and try to help each other. So that's a, a little glimpse. I've done a bunch of other stuff too, but, um, but that's a glimpse of how I got started. Steve, thanks for sharing that. While we still have you on Spotlight, when did you realize that this hobby, so to speak, in air quotes, when did you realize that this really morphed into something much bigger? Uh, it was really right out of the gate in terms of I was just shocked that I had created the when I created this guide and I started throwing it in the back of my Honda Accord and driving it around and distributing it myself. Um, the reception that I got from so many people was like, wow, I, but a lot of people in the field were sort of like, I can't believe I didn't do this because I had lists of all these things on my desk. And the, the fact that I had sort of organized this and made it user-friendly and, and enable people to feel confident in the decisions that they were making, whether it be moving to a senior community or aging in place or hiring what back then was called a geriatric care manager. Um, and so I was sort of like, well, I guess I, I guess I got to keep on going. And um, uh, one of the best things that I ever did, I think, as um, as uh, Kathy had said, you know, entrepreneurship is a is a great learning experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely well for me and the majority of my experiences, because I, I have a couple of uh, businesses, it's I don't know, for whatever reason, maybe it's just me, but it's been baptism by fire. But I mean, it it all turns out. But, um, you know, I I'm the type of person that I'm I'm willing to take a leap of faith. And sometimes it's, it's been like, I felt a few times that I was literally jumping off a building. Yeah. Um, well, I'd like to, to pick up on that theme yeah. as far as this process in this chapter, as we move through life. And, and if you notice, I'm intentionally not calling this chapter something like retirement or, you know, it's, because when we put labels on um, things, all of a sudden you create something that create, can create resistance, okay? There's a phrase that I'm very used to hearing in my 32-year career, and it's, I'm not ready yet. And so if, you know, if I say to somebody, oh, you know, you sound like you might enjoy moving to Shady Acres, it's a... Uh, wonderful life plan, community, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, I'm not ready for that yet. And and the thing I want to pick up on that you said, Kathy, is, is that as you were talking about your experience in business, it's sort of, it's a leap of faith. faith. It all works out. Um, I'm making it happen. I want your audience to think about that in terms of the next chapter that you're moving into. So another thing I hear an awful lot of, and I hear... Uh, I'm not ready yet. And you'll have to drag me out of this house kicking and screaming. Okay. Now I'm a huge fan of aging in place. I've got tons of resources that are out there. Many like Kathy's, um, uh, Kathy's organization. And there's, there's everything and anything to keep you in your home. If that's the most safe and accessible and best place for you to be, you can be there. But when we talk about aging with humor and we talk about this field of vision, it's sort of like if you're all alone at home by yourself, isolated and lonely, it, is that really the place to be? And, and so just like entrepreneurship, what I urge people to say is don't pigeonhole yourself into a corner because these, these statements that you might say that you're your kids and your network is hearing, um, they, people take this stuff seriously. And so a lot of my conversations are with adult children who are sort of like, my mom said she never wanted to leave the home, but she has severe dementia now. She doesn't know where she's at, but I feel so guilty, you know, uh, helping her move to uh, a memory care community because she said she didn't want to leave this home. 
you know, and uh, so so have a wide field of vision. It's a lot. A lot of this life is like entrepreneurship. And you see, and many of us see that there are people that sort of get stuck in their ways or stuck in um, uh, what they what they may have envisioned in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s uh, at some point in their lifespan as being the the way they wanted to live. Like they get stuck there. So, anyways, I, let me stop babbling. You can see I can get caught on a tangent here. Steve, I'm so glad you share that because I personally know people who are going through that, where it's that struggle of the guilt and dealing with the other party who's basically threatening, you will not do this, you will not, you know, I raised you, et cetera, et cetera. And it's it's that battle. And I'm glad that you just share what you did. Oh, I I I deal, I talk to people on a daily basis, you're going through those challenges. And, and there's a couple of little things to remember is that number one, uh, one of the resistance from our, our loved ones comes is, is that if we, it, it, it's a horrible term, but it's parenting your parents. It's sort of like, um, is, is that a lot of times that um, whether it's implied or, uh, or not, uh, we kind of slide into this role where we're sort of infantilizing and talking to our parents as though they're children. And that um, that can obviously create pushback. And so I remind, uh, you know, the adult children that I talk to is, is that, look, your mom is an adult. I mean, she can make adult decisions. And and she can live with those consequences of those adult decisions. So let her do that. Give her the tools to do that. Be there as a supportive person. Draw a line in the sand, you, you know, and, and establish your role. A lot of times what I find is, is that it, probably one of the best professions that's out there for these types of dynamics are aging life care managers. And if your audience is not familiar with them, these are primarily nursing and social work trained professionals who can do a variety of things. But one of the things they do best is they can make an assessment of a situation and they can help guide the family and the, the, the loved one through a plan and help implement that plan. And uh, the interesting thing is with an aging life care manager, a lot of times like adult children will do the research, they'll hire the aging life care manager, and they might even be paying the bill for the aging life care manager. And they're shocked when the aging life care manager says, yeah, I know you, you called me, I know you paid the bill, but my client is your mom. And it's what your mom wants is what I'm going to do, um, not what you think is best. And so um, uh, anyways, let, let me, um, I, I'm going to share my screen here real quick, because I love there there again and and I mean I I think these these images that I'm going to share with you are um uh are um I I guess you could look at them sort of as being humorous but I I I one of the one of the things that I did was I used to be an adjunct professor at the um, Erickson School of Aging Studies at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. And on the first day of my undergraduate class, I always liked sharing the, this series of photos is, is that to remind, to, to number one, because a lot of these undergrads, you know, 18, 19, 20 year olds, they look at older adults as people different than them. Okay. And I think I relate so much to these these photos because what we are doing is we are looking in this mirror at our younger self. And on the inside, I, I don't think that I'm any different than I was when I was uh, 20, 30, 40 years old. I think I'm wiser and smarter. I might look a little bit different, but I'm the same person. Okay. And it's important. I think for us to remind ourselves of that and to remind the people around us 
that yes, you know, this this gentleman might have, you know, a different color hair, wrinkles and might not be look very fit, but man, he is he's a kick-ass fireman, you know? I mean, uh, you wouldn't mess with that guy, you know, uh, about 40 years ago. Um, and uh, um, so the, the I, I love sharing those images with folks. I also like sharing these images. This is an ad campaign that was never in the, uh, the, the U.S. This is by Dove. And it, the series is Wrinkled Wonderful and Gray Gorgeous. And I always... When, when back when we did live events, I would have a uh, um, I would always say to the audience, I go, look at these two two women, you know, wrinkled, wonderful and gray, gorgeous. Well, you know, she can she could get Botox or plastic surgery to get rid of those wrinkles. And why on earth would she keep her hair gray? These, these ladies can't be as beautiful as. um are they? And, and, you know, I'd, I'd ask this question and everybody, the room would erupt and it would be like, no, no, they're beautiful. You know, it's like, well, what makes them beautiful? And unanimously, everyone would say their smile. Okay. And so if there's one thing that your audience walks away from today uh, is, is that number one, there's no way to look young. Uh, okay. There's just no, they, like, think about that. It's sort of like, oh, you're looking so good, you know, or whatever. It's, it's sort of like, but if you want to look beautiful, just smile. Okay. It doesn't matter what your skin or your hair color looks like. Just smile. Now that is harder than you think. Okay. Especially as we move through life. Because life throws us left hooks and curveballs. So keeping that smile on our face is oftentimes challenging. And what I relate a smile to is having purpose in life. And that is sort of the, that's the, the $100 million question is, how do we maintain purpose? We may have some health problems. Our family is gone. Uh, I'm, I'm living alone. You know, I don't work anymore. I, we we're used to having purpose flying out of our ears and eyes. And now it's, uh, it becomes a little bit more challenging. Okay. And, um, and that's, that's w one of the things that is, um, oh, I got one more slide. Can I, uh, can I just share this one? Because this relates to purpose, but it also relates to a fun, fun project that I did uh, about 14 years ago. So um, I was regarded as this senior living expert, okay, uh, because I published this guide and I'd interviewed and visited over 500 senior living communities. And I realized one day it's sort of like it's kind of like working in a restaurant and not eating a meal um, there. And so I, uh, when I was 43, I'm 57 now, I um, moved in and I lived temporarily in five different senior living communities as a resident. And I wasn't pretending to be older. I was just myself, you know, healthy 43-year-old living in these senior living communities. And one of the things that I stumbled into was this image that you see on the... Um, after I made these moves, I created this three-legged stool because my neighbors in these communities, they were all living there because one or all three of the legs of this stool were weak. Um, they might have difficulty getting around. They didn't like to drive anymore. Their home was not necessarily accessible and safe, or they weren't connected to their neighbors anymore. And what that did was it compromised their sense of purpose. And so um, going back to this idea that as we move through life, we want to have a smile on our face. We want to live a purposeful life. But if life throws us some curveballs, uh, it may be challenging to keep that smile on our face and to maintain purpose. And one of the ways that we can do that is to address um, the three legs of this stool. So um, I will stop sharing now and I will take a pause here because I 
like I said, I can go down a bunch of different tangents here. <laughs> Steve, I am I have to thank you because I personally have learned so much from everything that you've just shared. And um, without going into details, it's sort of a day-to-day -day thing. And um, what you just shared is helping me personally. So thank you for that. Great, great. Yeah, I think the, the overarching goal, those images that I shared of, you know, people looking in the mirror, the gray, gorgeous, the wrinkled, wonderful, that is... Um, ageism okay ageism is what so we know about racism we know about sexism we've heard about ageism in the workplace you know difficulty somebody who is comes into an interview with gray hair and you got this 20 year old who's in hr you know we've heard about that but ageism in terms of um how we feel about um, this journey we're going on and the resources that are out there to help us go through this journey. So like, remember I said to, if I say to somebody, Hey, you know, Shady Acres might be a great place for you to live because you can live a more purposeful life. Um, you know, you're on a five acre property here. I mean, this is kind of challenging, right? Uh, oh, I'm not ready for that yet. A lot of that, not I'm not ready for that yet, is ageism. Okay. And and this is funny, okay, because when you so so oftentimes I'll, I'll get I'll get I'll have a call from somebody and they'll be like, okay, mom and I, we've been going around and we've been touring senior living communities, and uh she I think it would really help her help her. She's got some friends that are there, but she comes home from the tour and she says, I don't want to live with these old people. And then I say to mom, mom, but you're old, you're 92 or you're 85 or whatever it is. And it's sort of, you know, you got to laugh because it's sort of like mom is old. Okay. She says, I don't want to live with old people. Um, it, you know, what have you. And, and that, one of the elements of that has a little bit to do with ageism, but it has a lot to do with how we are, um, uh, how we take care of community. So number one, the reason why mom is saying that is because right now she lives in a neighborhood with old, young, black, white, divorced, married, single, gay, you know, what, what have you. She lives, there's no... There, there are no restrictions on, um, like, we don't have segregation anymore, except in senior living, where you can create a community where young people can't live there. And that's one of the, the hitches that, that folks have when they're presented with this option. And um, gosh, it, I, like I said, I, I just went on a tangent. Let me, uh, let me take another break. <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, it's, it's funny that you say that about, um, you know, I don't want to live with those old people because my mom is 91. She'll be 92 in February. And anytime we talk about, you know, this topic of, well, would you like to live somewhere else? Would you like a more social environment? Because, you know, you're pretty much joined at the hip with me. Um, I mean, we've gone and visited, we've gone and looked and um, she will walk away saying the very same thing. I don't want to live with those old people. Or like if she talks with someone that has like, because of course we're visiting the memory care units. Um, I mean, we'll get in the car and she'll say, those people are really far gone. And I'm like, I, I just, I, on the inside, I am just dying because it's like, you, it's like calling the, the, the pot calling the kettle black. It's like, Oh my, you know? And, um, but, but it, and it all goes back to the photographs that you showed as well, because I've seen, I've seen those and I know you've seen like the whole series of them. And I remember when I first saw those, I just thought, you know, I mean, whoever the, you know, the photographer behind that, it's, um, it just, that is the way that people, that they see themselves. I mean, I just had a conversation with um, another client yesterday and, 
and he was talking about he's 47. And I said, you know, and and that he he just had a birthday and he's, you know, feeling like he's slowing down and stuff. And I said, well, I said, I'm 57. And I said, I really, I don't think that I feel any differently than when I was 47. It's I, I just, I just keep going. And I think that I will probably always, unless something catastrophic happens, but I think I'll always view myself as someone that I can do this. I, I, because I have a, I have a strong will and a strong, it's, I think it's mindset. I think a lot of it is, is mindset. So no, it is. And, and I think it's, um, uh, there, there's a couple of things that I want to unpack there that you said that are, that are really good about, about your mom is, is that, yes, that, that is the, the, the normal progression, um, is, and, and this, sort of ties back to the entrepreneur is, is that, so, you know, one of the things that we, it's very difficult for most of us to make change, you know, and so your mom's at home, things are going in, in her mind, things are going great. I mean, this is fantastic. You know, what, what have you? And, uh, and, and making a change, could be challenging, but I'll tell you a, a great story that's similar to, to your mom's story. Um, I got a call from a woman and she was like, well, mom, you, you know, I'm really worried about her safety um, because she couldn't be around her mom and she'd pop by and visit. And, you know, they, they tour these different communities and um, none of them were good. And, and in my conversation, she said something. She goes, um, yeah, her response is always, I can't live here. I'm a college professor, you know, because she sort of looked at herself on a different level from the other residents there, even though there are probably five more prestigious college professors in that community than she was. OK, um, but because they're in a wheelchair or using a walker it's sort of like, oh, they, they're, they're, you know, I'm not like them. So she said this thing about college professor. I said, well, what did she teach in college? And she goes, oh, she was a drama and a theater um, uh, um, in, a professor. And I said, okay, try this. There's three communities that you're talking to. I want you to call them up and I want you to ask to speak to the activities director and say that your mom is interested, might be interested in moving there, but is there any way, it, but, and she is a professor of theater and drama. Is there any way that you can integrate, you know, whether it be high school or college or some theater and drama into the community for my mom? And uh, there just so happened that one of those communities would open their um, doors to the local high school theater program and the kids would come down um, and rehearse their lines in front of the, um, the residents as, as practice. And this was already established. And so then she, she told her mom, she said, mom, um, I know you don't want to move, but there's a one of the communities that we visited would love to have you because they've got this program with the high school theater kids. And when I told them that you were a professor, they were blown away. And so instead of, you know, mom didn't just move in and pack, mom went down when the kids were there and she started helping out. And then on the ride home, it was a no brainer for mom. She's like, wait a second. I'm living alone at home. I could be there engaged in this community and helping these kids. Let's make it happen. So again, just a, a, a little story there that kind of just shows there's, there's different paths. And as, as just like the entrepreneurial journey, if we're open to this, um, there might be an opportunity that could make our life more purposeful um, even though it's not really, forgive the pun with the drama, the script that we envision for ourselves. And, and on that, let me jump on 
So, so one of the things here, I'm going to share our website because I want to share this and I want to tell this story before we run out of time. So um, here is our website and there's a reason that I'm sharing this with you. Okay. So um, here's our website. You can get to it at proaging.com. Okay. But one of the things I want you to do when you get there is scroll down because on a weekly basis, we have these online um, discussions similar to the one that we're having on a wide variety of topics. Um, you can see yesterday we had a discussion with a caregiver who was abusing alcohol and she realized she was doing this and then she figured out uh, um, how to change it. And now she's helping other people in the same, the same boat. So on the left-hand side, You've got all of our the recordings of our previous discussions. And on the right-hand side, we've got our upcoming discussions. And let me see. Here it is. Yes. Um, I want to talk about what is our most popular discussion, and that is solo aging, okay? And um, so solo aging, okay? There used to be this term, it's still out there, you may hear it, it's called elder orphan, okay? At most of these senior living communities, there are people that may not have a visitor for years, okay? Because they don't have any family, maybe they've outlived them, maybe they were never married, and we used to call those people elder orphans. It's the saddest, most horrible term that I've ever heard, okay? When we started doing our online discussions, let's say that it was, we'd do a discussion on financial planning. I was surprised because I would have people, they would say, I'm a solo ager and I'm trying to figure out how to do my advanced medical directives. And um, I heard this term several times. And um, then I kind of started searching it up. And I found a woman, Carol Merrick. She wrote a book, Solo and Smart. And now, you know, we try to do a solo aging discussion every month because it's so popular. Now, here, here's why I want to bring this up, because it talks a lot about the things that we're talking about. So when you think solo aging, you think maybe, oh, yeah, I know there's a woman in my neighborhood you know, she is widowed or she never married and she doesn't have kids. She's a solo ager. Um, and so I'll be at a barbecue and I'll say, oh, the hottest topic is solo aging. And every now and then I'll get somebody, they'll say, oh, yeah, I know solo agers, but I don't need to worry about that. I go, really? You know, so, well, I'm married and I got five kids. I'll never have to worry about being a solo ager. I'm like, wait a second. Okay. How many couples do you know where the husband and wife pass away on the same day at the same time? And then they, they sit back and they're like, so it's almost guaranteed either you or your spouse, one of you is going to outlive each other. So have you thought about the different roles you play in that relationship? Because one of you is going to be a solo ager. And then they'll be like, well, no, no, but I got five kids. I go, you got five kids. Do you want your kids uh, jumping into a role where they're taking care of you? Um, and do, do your kids want to do that? And, and then all of a sudden, it's sort of like, wow, never thought about these things. So the, the, number one, uh, you know, Kathy, I mean, your relationship is wonderful with your mom. I can tell it's, it's unique and special and it's, there's... But the important thing is, is, is that we've got to have conversations with our loved ones, with our network in advance of um, what could happen to us in the future, because none of us have a crystal ball. It's sort of like, I mean, I'm a competitive athlete and my main thing is, you know, cycling, you know, I'm doing a bike race this weekend and, uh, my eggs are in that basket and I will, yeah, I hope I can ride my bike till I'm 90 years old, but I, I've seen too much happen in life to people where, you know, 
I could have an unexpected illness. I could go blind for unexpectedly. Like there's, there's lots of things that happen. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't, I don't focus on it. I don't stress out about it, but we all need to have conversations on if things were to change, if, if my spouse was to pass away, if my kids were to become disabled, you know, think about, you know, what life would be like and, and what does my network look like to take care of me? Because let me tell you, this community of solo agers and the solo aging badge is not a sad badge. It's a badge that people wear proudly. I'm a solo ager. I'm taking care of this and I'm prepared, you know? Um, so that's our hottest topic uh, on our discussions. And I wanted to make sure your audience knew that. And it's one I, I would love to introduce you to Carol Merrick and uh, and some other sort of solo aging experts out there, because I think your audience will will also really benefit from the conversations around this topic. Yes, without a doubt, I need to connect with you on 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 more than one level, um, for sure, because um, and and to the the other point that you made with with your story and your example about the the person saying you know but I, I I've got five kids that's great you may have five kids you may have ten kids but here's here's a couple of newsworthy bullet points they have their life they have their kids they have their career perhaps and then not everyone is always interested in plugging in and helping out their parents it's 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 not that's not a criticism. Some people just aren't wired that way and their lives just, they, they run on at a different rhythm at a different level. Yeah. So you know, you can't always count on it. You, yeah, need, a, you need a backup plan. Yeah. And, and I, this is a, a gross stereotype, but it's, I've had so many conversations that what I've found is, is that if you've got, if you've got one child, that child is um, generally sort of wired that mom and dad took care of me. I'm there for them. You know, I'm going to do whatever I can. But in general, what I've seen is, is that if you've got more, if you've got two or three kids, you got one that could care less and might even just be sort of like, uh, hey, look, I don't care what you do with mom and dad, uh, but as long as you don't spend any money because they're my retirement plan. Uh, and then you've got one uh, uh, child or an in-law who is just like Florence Nightingale. You know, I mean, they are all over the place in terms of I I'm here, you know, let's do this, let's do that. We can take care of this. Oftentimes, as I'd said before, Sometimes when somebody's in that mindset, they're sort of leaning into being a parent to the parent. And so even though they've got all this positive energy and they're there and um, they're supportive, sometimes they can turn mom and dad off because they're sort of too supportive. And then usually have a sibling in the middle who's very diplomatic and it, you know, might be financially well off. And it's sort of like whatever mom, whatever's best for mom and dad. I support it. I will write a check. I will do any of that. Um, Kathy, you said something, you said one level. Okay. Like you were, you were making a point on something. And when you said one level, I was sort of like, Oh, I need to bring up the other sort of uh, topic that I, that is, is great for your audience to know about. And that is universal design and safe and accessible homes. And it's sort of like, depending on where you live in the country, like here in the mid-Atlantic, all of our homes are three or four levels and the bedrooms are usually on the top floor, okay? And so when you go back to my three-legged stool, having an accessible, safe home is very important to aging in place. And the here's the thing, again, because none of us have a crystal ball, it's sort of like, uh, you know, we go on in life, we're living in the home, the family home that we've owned since we're our, in our 20s. We got the thick rugs, we got the mood lighting, we got steps going in and out of every, you know, uh, hallway and entryway. 
And um, that's all well and good when we're healthy and mobile. But, you know, today mom's out on the tennis court crushing some 30-year-old in their tennis club. She trips, she falls, she's in the hospital, she's got hip and knee surgery, and now the doctor says to her, mom, the tennis pro, uh, well, Mrs. Smith, you got a choice. You can go to the nursing and rehab center, or you can do your rehab at home. And of course, mom is going to pick door number two. Well, of course, there's no way I'm going to a nursing home. I'm a tennis pro, you know? And so mom is going to go home to this home that the athlete could get around, but mom in a wheelchair walker going through rehab for the next three months is going to be a little bit more challenging. So now all of a sudden it's sort of like, well, we got to, we got to find a contractor to put up grab bars or to make an accessible entrance or widen some doorways or do all this type of stuff. And so one of the things that I, I just like to uh, plant the seed on is, is that when you're making home improvements, you can also make your home more accessible. And um, what you're doing is you're helping create, make that home for a lifetime for yourself, but you're also making it a home that somebody with mobility issues can come and visit, like a grandparent. And again, another thing that I hear on a monthly basis is, yeah, my mom would love to come and visit us, but we've got too many stairs. Just she doesn't want to come here, you know. So uh, another little tangent. I, I got a million of them. <laughs> Steve, I have so many questions. My head is spinning. I feel like you're clairvoyant and have a crystal ball. And so I just welcome you to come back on this show and, and several others because there's so much more. I wanted to get into also about as we're aging and people are living longer. We have another show, Loving Longevity. People are living into their hundreds and what they're doing. They want to start a new business. They want to do something else. There's just so much more here that we could talk about. I love it. Yeah, I, I anytime would love to come back on and probably the best thing would be will we could come up with a list of things and if if we can focus on hey today we are going to talk about um longevity or you know reinventing yourself or ageism or whatever would love to do that and and i can also help connect you with some experts because this topic i was just talking about universal design safe and accessible home it's fascinating and it, and the the designs are beautiful. I mean, they're they're absolutely amazing. It's very exciting. And I think also I'd love to just have you come back and talk about speaking to the family member like a, an adult as opposed to a child, because I think this happens quite frequently. Yeah. So, Steve, what's the best way for people to reach out to you and who would you like to contact you? Oh, um, anybody and everybody. I love brainstorming. I love connecting. I think you can see on the bottom of the screen I've, that you can go to proaging.com and you can, you can order our source book. You can join our discussions. You can view our discussions. You can call me on the phone with that 800 number, 800-394-9990. You can send me an email to steve at proaging.com. Um, I've also got a little, you know, calendar thing. I, like you can schedule a 30 minute discussion with me and um, we can brainstorm your your situation, whether you be in business or you're a love, you're an older adult or you're a loved one. I, I love incubating new ways of thinking and new ideas. Fantastic interview. Thank you so much for coming here today and sharing all this information. I personally am deeply grateful for what you shared today. I love it. Thanks. Thanks so much. And thanks, everybody. Yeah. No, thank, thank you, you, Steve. Awesome. Awesome job. We'll look forward to seeing you again. Keep up the great work. Okay. Kathy, thanks so much for bringing Steve to the platform. We've got to get over to our other show. So I'm going to spotlight you. How can people reach out to you and who would you like to contact you? Well, anyone that has a loved one that feels that it would be great for them to age in place, please feel free to contact me. You can call me directly. I'm at 703-402-1172. But if you prefer to email me, um, I'm at kathyfulton1965 at gmail.com.
And Steve, just think, thanks again. And I, I, I also want to have you on what's trending because all of this is definitely trending in probably every household in America. So I will be in touch. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Kathy. I'll see you over in the other studio. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I just have uh, one quick announcement to share, which is uh, we're starting a new show. And here's the graphic. It's Wrapping with Dr. Jacqueline, which if you've been with me since the beginning, just about two years ago, a little bit less, I started out with a show called Wrapping with Dr. Jacqueline. And I got it trademarked and I thought, you know what, I'm going to bring that back. So the show is called Wrapping with Dr. Jacqueline and it's a show about nothing. What does that mean? It means there's no topic that we have prepared in advance. You go ahead and book on the website, usaglobaltv.com, and we just go and talk about whatever it is we want to talk about, what happened over the weekend, what you're working on. Just imagine two people sitting in a living room having a chat. So there's no preparation. There's no requirements. Just go over to our website, usaglobaltv.com and book your session for Wrapping with Dr. Jacqueline or any of the other shows that we have. We'd love to support you and your work. All right. We'll be signing off and coming back literally in minutes with What's Trending. Take care and thanks for watching. If you're on our YouTube channel, please do subscribe. Every month I check and we have 100% of the audience are men between the ages of 45 and 54, no females, no women, no people who don't identify as anything other than men. Where are you? Please subscribe. We'd love to have you. Thanks again.